0: There's no better way to get a first-hand look at the low water levels of the Mississippi River and the impacts it has on shipments than the pilot house of a river towboat. I'm Charity Sebecker from the Midwest Farm Report. Jimmy Cheatham, barge captain on the Western Rivers, otherwise known as Captain J-Rock on TikTok, provides some insight into what he's facing.
1: I have been farming, raised on the farms from the get-go, and I've been a lineboat captain for about 28 years collectively working on the river about 35 years. I guess the biggest draw would be the. I live in a rural America here in, in Boothill, Missouri, and there's not a lot of job opportunity. My dad was a, a wheelman on the boat, and my grandfather was as well, and uh, I tried to break away. I went to college, got a degree, just no doors would open up. I worked my way through college, so I went back out there on the boat, and that's where I stayed.
0: During peak harvest, all we heard about really was the low water levels and how that was affecting transportation. Well, now we've been kind of in a drought right here with little to no rain. So how are the water levels looking?
1: It's not looking real good. We're going to see a repeat of last year, I'm afraid.
0: How has that impacted the movement of commodities? Is Take me through what that's looked like, the freight traffic, things like that. On
1: the aspect of the river transportation, when we have low water, Tow sizes are reduced. That's the number of barges we can push. And there's always the potential and possibilities of river closures due to channel failure, and they have to go in there and dredge, which might take 24 hours, it might take a week. That's one of the things that hampers us during low water stages.
0: You mentioned the tow numbers. What is A normal tow number year compared to where we're kind of looking at for this year?
1: Well, you know, you're looking at like 6,000 horsepower boat will generally take 15 out of the upper Mississippi. That will do. Extreme low water, when St. Louis gets below zero on the gauge, reduces to, uh, instead of 25 out of St. Louis to Cairo, we take 20. And that trickle affects on down the river. You know, usually those same size boats will take 20 on down the river. Sometimes 25, but your bigger horsepower boats like your 10 fives, 11 thousands that normally take 46 loads, they're reduced down to 36 loads. And that causes a backlog of barges in the fleets. Also to mention, when the river drops continuously, like it's looking like it's going to do, then they have to lighten the drafts instead of Cairo South going to a 10 six or 11 six foot draft barge. They're going to eight and a half foot, 9 foot, and that's less tonnage moved, so it takes more barges to move the product, which causes the price of shipping to go up.
0: Can you give me some insight into the seasonality of moving these commodities out of Wisconsin? For instance, we just put a new crop in the ground, but with having to cut those tonnages down and the amount you're able to move, are we still moving quite a bit of the past crop, or what is this looking like currently?
1: China did a little bit of a thing. They canceled a pretty large order, which didn't affect a lot of the market, even price-wise. The long-term effect that we're looking at for like Iowa, Wisconsin, Minnesota, moving product, it could divert to rail if the lower Mississippi gets congested due to low water.
0: So what products are you hauling? I know you're back on land now, but when you were out there most recently, what have you been hauling or... Are you seeing more of a demand for certain products than others?
1: Right now. We're still trying to get a lot of agricultural products to move north into the cities in St. Paul, Minnesota, and all destinations in between. Carrying a lot of fertilizers up, bulk salt, we haul steel, anything that can be moved by bulk. But right now, there's been a lot of fertilizer being moved up that should have been already in place.
0: What are the labor aspects of this job like? Are there a lot of captains, or do people really know that this is a job opportunity or want to be this
1: no, right now, as in any industry, we are in dire straits for potential prospects to hire on. At one time, I read, this has been a few years ago, the maritime industry was 75,000 men and women short. The numbers have breached 180,000 now currently. And our industry, just on the Western Rivers aspect of it, is hurting. We're not getting the, the, the younger people out there to work the potential to move up to a chief engineer or to a wheelman or a pilot or captain, advancement is can happen real quick for you. You put in your time, which the Coast Guard requires a certain set of hours that you have to work before you can apply for like a, a mate's or a uh, apprentice license to be a pilot. You know, a young gentleman or a gal starting out about eighteen to twenty years old can be in the wheelhouse if they really work hard by the time they're 28, making six figures. But the competition to that is there's a lot of trade skills today in manufacturing facilities that is paying close to the same thing where they can be home.
0: How has that labor shortage then affected movement? Is there a certain amount that you're behind because you don't have as much labor to be able to move these things?
1: No, we are keeping the boats crewed right now. But in the future, I can see a potential effect. Um, and I say that in respect to the number of uh, baby boomers that has retired out of the industry. Then you've got the Gen X. You know, we're all looking at retirement between now and the next eight years. I'm thinking there, there could be some potential uh, issues here in about 10 to 12 years.
0: We rely on the Mississippi River. So is there anything happening at key ports or disputes that are affecting the transportation of these goods?
1: Right now, there's not. Now, they're having a little issues on the lower Mississippi when it gets to down around zero places. I know our Slackwater Harbor in the New Madrid area, I think is experiencing some difficulty, loading barges to 10-6 draft or 10-9 draft. And that's happening on down the river. You're going to see a lot of ports or a lot of facilities, granaries, fertilizing, docks, whatnot, loading at a uh, lighter draft. And there's potential that if the river continues to fall like last year, some of these facilities won't be able to load or ports will be too shallow.
0: You mentioned the possibility of some of this transportation switching to rail. Is there tension with rail going on?
1: Between the barge industry and rail As far as tension, no. It takes all three methods of transportation, the trucker, the railway, and the waterways to keep America moving. What happens when we get backed up and they try to divert to rail, it puts a lot of tension at that point on rail because they have to bring more boxcars out. They have to bring more engines out. And like any other industry, they have a labor issue themselves, older equipment, and it's hard on the entire network.
0: Are there any other key challenges right now that you're seeing that are affecting the transportation?
1: Weather is our biggest on site that we really have to watch. As far as you know, transportation itself, the products that we have to move, no. I mean, you know, our river systems are maintained and they continuously have to maintain them in low water. It takes like I said, with dredging and efforts to to keep the channels open. And normal river stages from Cairo South you know, Carol being in the 20s and Memphis being around 15 foot, which is common the last few Junes that we've had due to snow and rain. You know, things flow pretty good, but this early fallout, this ain't nothing new. The river is not going to go dry. But it will cause issues and slow things down some. And that in turn, I think it's going to hurt the farmer.
0: So what trends do you see then coming in the second half of 2023?
1: Well, just in my experience being on the farm and whatnot, I'm more worried about the small farmer. Those that's 5,000 acres and below, they may have to uh, co-op and build some uh, grain storage facilities there on the farm and be able to store their product until later into the fall especially the central Midwest when it's not uh, accessible by rail to send to the West Coast. And most of our products go south to the Gulf of Mexico and go out. The cost of fertilizer right now, man, is a killer on the farmer. I think toward the fall, if, if the farmer had the facilities and the storage to do it, I think that if they could book and buy fertilizer, I mean, it's like throwing the dice on price. That's one of the big things right there. It seems like in my area, that might slow the farmer down some. I'd say if they could book ahead of time for next year and get it delivered and store it, that might be an option. But it'd be awful expensive one. Right now, the companies and the speculators, how everybody's looking at it. The you know, potential rainfall over the next ninety days. We know where the trouble spots are. The Corps of Engineers are already out with dredges right now. I'm thinking this year it may move a little bit better than last year. And it all goes back of how much money the federal government wants to fund these dredging operations. I mean, the waterways were developed by the federal government, and if they're going to maintain them or not. We're blessed the fact that Lock 24 and 25 will be built, and they've already started the groundbreaking procedures on new lock chambers, 1,200-foot chambers with those two locks, which will expedite southbound tonnage, or even northbound tonnage on the upper Mississippi. The farmers today are more uh, educated into the sense of world affairs. I think my advice to the farmers is dig together, help one another, and watch those uptrends in the markets. I mean, you know, South America is one of our biggest competitors right now, and if they start having a not-so-good year, then it's time for us to step up and support that means and profit from
0: it. That was Jimmy Cheatham, barge captain on the Western Rivers. Look for the link to his TikTok page in the article on our website for informational videos and a first hand look into how things are going on the Mississippi River. You can find that at MidwestFarmReport.com. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker.